Hello there. At last we will reveal ourselves to the Jedi. At last we will have revenge. Hello there. Welcome to a podcast about Star Wars Shatterpoint and the Star Wars universe. My name is Jesse Aiken. I'm joined by my co-host Amon Kusro. How are we doing today, Amon? Jesse, I'm super excited, man, because we have so much to talk about today. AMG dropped amazing updates over the weekend, and dude, I am hyped. I am hyped. Yeah, hype is a great word to use, and I'm really excited as well. And Amon, we don't have much time today. We get to get right into it. So quick thank you to our sponsors, and then we're going to get right into this main deep dive of Mini Stravaganza 2023. Yeah, absolutely. So quick shout out to Imperial Terrain and Mr. Laser for being our primary sponsors here at Hello There. You can use Hello There 5, all lowercase, with the numeric number 5 for 5% off all of their products. They're awesome stuff. If you haven't heard of them, check them out. Absolutely. And we highly encourage you to check out their products, especially if you're new to Shatterpoint, which you might be after Mini Stravaganza. So welcome. Of course, we got to thank our producers of our Patreon at patreon.com slash lower their cast. Get special access to our Discord, our community, our leagues, many, many other things. And we got a special shout out real quick to all of our producers. That's Jedi Rusty, Jedi Rich, and Bounty Hunter Brady. And Amon, we've got to thank these ultimate producers as well. Yes, we have two executive producers who really help us out. We have Emperor Kevin, and then we have Jedi Master Griffin. Thank you guys so much. It means a lot. But Amon, there's a little bit more that you want to talk about. There is. That's right. So Cog of War reached out to us and sent us over some amazing Shatterpoint tokens and range rulers, and we just got them in the mail, and we're super excited. Guys, they look so sleek. They have different options in terms of what theme you can get for your range rulers. So Jedi went with, I said Jedi, but Chessie went with Dathomir, which is very, mm. I guess, a rogue choice for you here. But it's an aesthetic choice. If you guys know me, you know, there's some is. color palettes there that I like. Yeah, it's a beautiful pink and fuchsia and purple red terrain. And then I went with Endor just because I think it's a safe bet and it kind of matches the bases, but also Ewoks are coming and we're super excited. Mm-hmm. We'll talk about that in a moment. And the tokens are High gloss, high finish, very doable, durable, very exciting. Highly recommend you check them out. Thank you to Cog of Two for sending those over. We really appreciate it. Yeah, and I've worked with Cog of Two in the past at MCP. They make great products, so definitely check them out on Etsy and check out their Shatterpoint and MCP stuff. And you know, Amon and I are getting firsthand experience now with these range rulers, and I really enjoy them, Amon. And you know, some of these other ones were really calling our names too that we really strongly considered like we were keeping an eye on like the hoth and the mustafar and things like that so there's a lot of cool options of range rulers so definitely give them a look absolutely well jesse let's get into this man i'm super excited i'm so ready my mind is blown on the amount of stuff that was revealed this weekend not only for shatterpoint but for all of amg products as a whole but singling out shatterpoint right like incredible incredible and incredible Absolutely. Yeah, you know my mind is blown. You and I were having conversations right off mic before we started this recording. I mean, my entire affiliation has changed in Marvel Christ Protocol, but that's another conversation. We'll get to that in the future. But today we're talking Star Wars and Star Wars Shatterpoint. I'm really excited to look at everything we got today. I'm on, And what we're going to do on this particular video and show is going to be just diving right in and giving our initial takes. We really haven't dove super deep into this stuff, intentionally saving for you guys in our own conversation between me and Amon. Kind of going to surprise each other, hopefully. Yeah, absolutely. We've, as Jesse mentioned, kept our hot takes to ourselves, and I'm excited to discuss both of that, share them with you as well as our audience. So let's go ahead and kick things off with this awesome 
roadmap that was created by Griffin Gaming, who's actually Jedi Master Brendan, one of our patrons, executive producers here at Hello There for the podcast. And man, this is amazing. The caveat here is that this is in reveal order, not necessarily in release order. So over the weekend, AMG released a ton of stuff. And I guess, Jesse, if you want to just really quickly summarize. Yeah, absolutely. So this is release order. And, you know, one would surmise that some of this could be the order we're going to get, but time will tell because, you know, some of the stuff they showed at the front seems more likely and stuff they showed at the end is definitely teasers for next year, right? But starting at the front end, we have Master Plo and the Wolfpack box. And we also have the Bausch, Lando, R2, Jedi, Luke, Return of the Jedi, Jabba's Palace Rescue box right at the front. And then, of course, after that, we go into the Ewok content. So the Leia and Ewok box. And then we have the Gray and his Ewoks box. We're going to get all this more detail in this episode. So we're kind of going through really quickly. We got Empire Vader, Stormtrooper Sergeant, Stormtroopers. Very exciting. Huge curveball I'm on. An amazing thing. We have our first mission pack in the game. No longer it's going to be only shifting priorities. We have a new pack that is called Sabotage Showdown. Sabotage Showdown. It's got Hondo and Pick Muck Muck on the front, his his pet, which is excellent. But moving on, we have Hondo's box with his Weequay guards and his Weequay sergeant. And then we also have Din, Jaren, IG-11, and Grief Karga in another box, which is, I mean, come on. That's why a lot of us are here. And Grogu's also on one of these bases, which is excellent to see. But then, Amon, we have a lot of Empire content fleshing out this Empire. And I know, I know you're really excited about one of these. We'll get to that shortly. But we have Moff Gideon a Death Trooper bodyguard and Dark Troopers, which I'm very excited about. And then we have Aiden Versio, Del Mico, Gideon Hask, and the Inferno Squad. What do you think about that? Straight fire. So excited. You could just see it on my face. <laughs> That's right. Moving on, keeping this indoor theme going, which is awesome. We have General Han Solo, Chewbacca, and Rebel Indoor Commandos, which I really enjoy. We have a new terrain piece, which is kind of a garage with a Womp Rat, which is excellent. And then we have a bunch of teasers for the Spectre crew, the Rebels crew, the Bad Batch, all of them, including Omega, and a Thrawn teaser. It's a lot. Crazy, man. So crazy, right? And today, that would be enough, but actually AMG gave us a lot of content to chew on as well, including cards. Yeah, so let's jump into our first card here, which is Jedi Master Plo Koon. Hmm. The hype is real here, Jesse. That's right. I'm so happy. So, yeah, we're super excited. Obviously, you know, Jedi Master Plo Koon is like one of Jesse's favorite characters. He's yes. a fan favorite Jedi in the community and very happy to have him finally here. He was teased very early on. I really liked how they were talking about his miniature as a whole and yeah. how he's kind of deflecting it with one hand. They had tried a couple experiments where he was deflecting with two hands, but they ended up on that pose where he's just kind of tapping it like this, you know? It's very it's really good. It looks really good. Yeah. And the wolf pack as well look really good. And they did confirm, too, that Padawan Ahsoka does come with this box fully to the community. So if you didn't get your Padawan Ahsoka with the Corset pre-order special store release thing, you can get her now. Yeah. And I will say, I hope that it doesn't increase the price of the box because Padawan Ahsoka is in there because a lot of us, well, not a lot of us, but some of us got Ahsoka, right? So That's right. Well, let's talk about Jedi Master Plo Koon here. He's got a stamina of 10, which is great. Durability of 3. We love that. And just... We're not going to do a super deep dive, but we're just going to no. share our general thoughts on the unit card here. And first thing that comes to my mind, Jesse, force push. We love that. That's right. We do love force push. It's amazing. It's one of the most 
powerful abilities in the game, but obviously very costly as it should be. And keep in mind, if Plo gets wounded, this goes up to three very quickly or even more like four, but probably still worth it then maybe. But deflect is also really nice on a character like Plo. Not all the Jedi have deflect, but a lot of them do. So I'm really happy to see that Plo got it. I'm really enamored with Plo's tactic and Plo's identity from a lore standpoint, but also from a gameplay standpoint. So quickly to cover Plo's tactic, I know if we work together, we will stay alive. And yes, we'll save the Plow impersonation for that proper episode. But at the start of this unit activation, choose another allied Galactic Republic unit. Each character in the chosen unit may dash. So if it's two clones and a unit, that's two of them, right? Then if the chosen character was a trooper or Padawan, what, what do you know? I'm on our first instance of the trooper keyword. One character in this unit may also dash. Yeah, so a lot of stuff to talk about you on there. I love the highlight with the fact that it has to be, it's the first instance of the trooper keyword yeah and padawan too i guess officially other than you know the whole barris thing barris thing yeah so yeah that's neat yeah i'm excited man i mean having like a whole unit dash was great and then plo can dash it's great maneuverability we like it obviously we're kind of used to a lot of characters in republic and separatists being able to do this but i just love that plo is this massive utility piece no absolutely and he really looks out for his clones and his padawans and the theme is there, and you're going to get rewarded for building around that theme. But continuing with his identity and the theme of Plo, we can do things the simple way or the difficult way. It's one of our most interesting identities in the game thus far, Iman, I, I can safely say. So while this unit is not wounded, of course, Plo has to be awake, as I call it on this show. When another allied Galactic Republic character within three is targeted by an attack, Plo can take and expose. If Plo does, the defending ally may use this unit plows expertise chart during the attack then after the attack is resolved if the defending character was a trooper or a padawan one character in a master plows unit may dash towards the attacker so a lot of things that you on here mon but basically your clones and padawans are a lot more defensive innately with flow around yeah and great thing is we have these cards up these stance cards here so if you're looking as defensive expertise on form five you know two block for one to two three two block and a recover, four plus two block, a recover and a jump. That's really good. Yeah. That's like Mando good, right? Best oh, armor. That's right. And look at the Seresu expertise, you know, like that four up. I mean, obviously it's the dream, but I mean, can you imagine a clone getting two blocks, turn a crit to a hit and turn a crit to a fail, right? That's a, it's a Jedi clone, you know? And that's the theme of this, right? Is Plo is kind of projecting a bubble of force barrier around his allies and kind of getting in the way and keeping him alive right yeah now the trade-off here is obviously you have to take that expose and everybody hates expose in this game but especially jedi and sith you know yes. the big beaters that we have and his expertise is so good you're giving that up for yourself and there's a couple of rules questions i have with this right Agreed. so we might need some sort of errata or a clarification maybe a q a on the amg forums but what if plo is already exposed right mm-hmm. then does it not work because he has to gain it and because he already has it, it's gained? What if he just takes a damage instead, right? If he would gain it, but he can't. The way conditions work in the game is that if you already have the condition, you just take a damage instead. So is that a way right. to trigger it? Take a damage, use your defensive expertise? So a couple questions there. I think some really good synergies off the top is with Obi-Wan, right? Obi-Wan has the ability to spend the hunger counter to recover. Yep. So this can be a good way to pair up with Obi-Wan as well. So. Very exciting to talk about what he can or cannot do. But I do think that he is 
someone who's going to be very reliant on his primary partner. Mm, well said. I like that a lot. Yeah, they're either going to bring like a lot of force or they're going to bring a lot of attrition or they're going to bring a lot of support for him. Like it's it's what you want to do, right? Which path you want to go. Um, I, I could immediately see slotting with Obi-Wan or Mace or Lumi, right? And all being different paths down the way to enable Plo, right? And his force push and other things like that. But yeah, great call with the Obi-Wan thing. I'm on, of course, now with Obi-Wan and Master Plo, your clones are the best version they can ever be. So maybe the game is balanced with the two of them, for the clones at least. But also, there's a little bit of synergy with after the attack is resolved, you can dash Plo, and then you can remove the hunker with Obi-Wan's identity, dash the clone, and then recover Plo's expose, right? So that's very cool synergy, and like, but a lot of work to do it, and very rewarding for you as the player if you pull that off. Absolutely. Now, one thing I really want to point out is that the D unit can use his expertise chart, but they have to use their dice. Well said. Right? So Important. just keep that in mind, because if you're a clone with only four dice in melee, it's <laughs> not going to be very good for you, right? Yeah, well said. And before we close out, Plo, because we got a lot to talk about today, his trees I'm very enamored with. I'm absolutely amazed, Mon. I think you've got a lot of decisions with Plo. Like, do you want him in Jim So or Seresu? And I don't know the right answer at all given times because the trees are both so interesting. And I think Plo is one of our first characters where we're seeing multiple things stacked on top of multiple things within a single box, right? Which is very compelling, powerful, interesting. I mean, the third spot on the Seresu tree is shove, a damage, and a jump. That's a first. Yeah, it gets pretty wild. And going over to form five, right? Like there's a tile with three damage. Like that's yeah. crazy. Jim so, you know, I mean, I guess he's, you know, swinging around like Anakin, but also we can also get to force push for four spots in, which is very unusual for Jedi, right? It's unusual for Jedi in this game to have active abilities on their trees. It's just not a common thing. So for Plo to be one of the few that get it, I'm very pleased, very happy. And yeah, as Amon said, this uh, mini is incredible. So we'll cover it on our show in greater detail when we get Plo's entire box out in the wild. We'll give it a proper run over with lore and strategy, but yeah, I'm really excited to see him in the game. Absolutely. Well, let's jump into our next reveal here. And this is super exciting, man. Mm -hmm. We get General Han Solo, mm. Chewbacca as a secondary, and then Rebel Commandos. And this is based on Return of the Jedi and Endor. Yeah. Jesse, tell me what you think about these minis, man. And then which one's your favorite, dude? I'm going to answer your second question. It's got to be Chewy, but also very exciting to get this version of Han and Chewy right out the gate. Kind of unexpected to me, but also the Leia is unexpected. Getting Endor Leia and Bausch Leia first also is very unexpected. So I like that they just went full Return of the Jedi first. Very cool. But General Han, it's going to be great because we're going to, it's going to beef up this rebellion core, which we have no rebellion stuff yet. So to get a general character out the gate, you know, rather than Smuggler Han, which I assume might be different from Rebel Han, right? To get Rebel Han right out the gate and Rebel Troopers. Uh, makes a lot of sense. And these Rebel Commandos are no joke. I mean, these guys are the best of the best. And Chewie in this role, I'm really excited to see which version of Chewie this is. And okay, so Chewie's arm on one side, right? He has his bowcaster on one side, but it looks like he has, he's ripped something out and he's about to beat, club someone with, with, with something. Yeah. On the stream, they said it was a IG droid's arm. That's exactly what it looks like. Yeah. Well said. Okay. What, what a choice too. So IG-8 has lost his arm because I see the E-11 blaster gun in the hand, but I was trying to figure out the metal part. So Yeah, it's super sick. And then the crouching Rebel Commando, I'm very mm -hmm. tempted to give him a little bit of a beard. Yes, and you're going to you say You know it. exactly where I'm going with this. <laughs> Finish my sentence. Come on. 
Commander Rex. He was there. That's right. Andor, and he's in Return of the Jedi in canon now. So he's he's the old man with the beard. Absolutely. You could do- totally green stuff that. Why not? Right? Heck yeah. That'd um, be great, man. It's just a great way to get Rex and I was thinking the games. same thing I'm on. Great, great, great minds think alike. And now that you said the IG, IG thing, I literally see IG's other arm and his long blaster on the base and some of his torso as well on Chewie's base. Yeah. So Chewie is just wrecked IG-88, potentially. Yeah, or, or whatever. It's some IG droid that the Empire probably used in the battle. But Well, keep in mind also the lore of IG-88 is he has multiple bodies. Oh, that's right. He uploads his consciousness. like He'll send it to another body. So this could be IG-88D, who's not as that important, right? But very exciting. Couldn't figure out what Han was standing on, but I also thought it was cool as well. Yeah, I was trying to look at that as well. I don't know what they are, honestly, but I do like that they have the little bit of a leaf terrain as well that you can glue on. It's going to go great because all my stuff is forest-based, so very excited. Perfectly said, yeah. And also with a little bit of like innovation and green stuff where you could swap this IG-88 arm to a Stormtrooper arm because that's the Stormtrooper blaster that IG uses. I mean, come on. Chewie's done that a lot. He's ripped arms off stormtroopers, so you could do that if you really want to as well. That's terrifying. <laughs> it is terrifying. But continuing this indoor theme, Amon, oh my gosh, something I'm so excited about. So Ewoks are not only here, they're coming out very soon, it seems. And the first box that AMG revealed was the Leia on Endor, of course, Leia in her commando gear, with two Ewok archer sets, I'm assuming, is what the support is. And then you've got an option of a secondary of Paplu or Chief Chirpa with primary Leia. Yeah, it's super cool. I think they're called Ewok Hunters. Okay. They mention either Pathfinders or Hunters. I think the Hunters are the ones with the bows, but... Makes sense. Minis look great. I love the elevation that they've played with, and I think it's really cool. You can kind of make them unique either through the paint job or, of course, kind of move them around, swap them around. Exactly what I'm going to do. Yeah, like move the Archer guys, like guys on the race part, switch him down, right? Things like that. I mean, who knows, Mon? You might even get extra bits with Chief Chirpa, right? And Paplu, right? Maybe put some other weapons in these guys' hands. Time will tell. But yeah, I'm excited. Like, I don't think they had to go the extra mile and put like the tree on there and stuff, but they did. And I love it. Tactical trees, baby. Absolutely. And someone who has Forest Moon set, I'm very excited to like lean into the theme of that and like run this list on that board, right? It's going to be super cool. And what I really enjoy about this is obviously these Ewok units, they're on larger bases, 50 millimeters, right? right? right. So that's going to be interesting when it comes to elevation and ingress points, because mm. some of the terrain in the core set, it's really hard to fit more than one big base up there, right? And we see that with Grievous and with the B1s and the B2s. We do. I love about this, though, is the two options for the secondary. So you can just take the squad, play two different games and have two different experiences, which is amazing. I love it. Yeah. Also, shout out to the uh, basing of the down speeder bike on one of the secondaries, right? Absolutely incredible. Take those stormtroopers down. That's right. Now, I do want to mention very quickly that the other box that was mentioned with the Ewoks is the low gray box. Yep. And that has two secondary options as well. Options, man. Options abound. So we have low gray as the primary, right? But then we have Wicket. What a star Wicket is. And then we have C-3PO and R2-D2 on the same base as another secondary. So it's either low gray and Wicket or low gray and C-3PO and R2. What you said, the Ewok Pathfinders? I think they're Pathfinders. That's what they yeah. said on stream or something. Right. Awesome. I adore this. I immediately want to see someone with some innovation and put Ben 3PO's legs and put him in his wooden Ewok throne, right? <laughs> Come on. Because <laughs> that's what this 
3PO is. We're about to get into him shortly, but he is like the Ewok leader that he is, right? And and the lore in the movie. But I also love Wicked here. I'm on Wicked's such a great character, and he's just showing along. He's having a great time. You know, Wicked's uh, one of the very important Star Wars characters, so it's exciting. Yeah, and I love again the supporting unit minis, right? Like you see this one Ewok yeeting himself off a branch, right? That looks That's so right. fun. He's coming at you. Oh, man. There's some good stuff. I really hope there's a way to get like additional Stormtrooper helmets and I can like do some modding here, you know, like put some Stormtrooper helmets on the base or whatever, you know, because as the battle progresses, Ewoks are killing Stormtroopers and they're like taking their armor and they're, you know, making little drums, out of their helmets and stuff. There's all kinds of stuff happening. Low Gray, my favorite Ewok personally. I think he's like the coolest. And let's talk about his card real quick, Amon, um, because he has a primary. And once again, AMG kind of surprising us. We have a gray card again. So our only worldview we have is Cad Bane, a gray card, right? It's kind of gray faction. What I'm assuming is like scum and villainy and random things, right? And low gray kind of confirms that now. Yeah, it's interesting because obviously, you know, they ally with the rebels at the Battle of Endor, but, of course. you know, they are a neutral faction, right? Like mm-hmm. if Wicked had defended maybe a stormtrooper instead, <laughs> yeah, who knows, yeah. right? Oh, no. That'd be horrible. Yeah. So what I really love about this before we get into the actual text on the card is the art. Can we talk about this art for a second? Yeah, let's talk about it. So Shatterpoint, man, the sculpts and the art being inspired by Clone Wars and kind of AMG going their own path is so interesting to see the stuff through this original trilogy lens in this way. Right, Amon? Dude, it's so amazing. And I think like it makes him look more fun. Like I know that yeah. He's like an angry teddy bear, right? It will, who will eat you? He's like the old but, shaman yeah, of the group, yeah. I just love the way that they designed this and whoever the artist is. Or, or they mentioned them on stream, but incredible. Kudos to them. Good shout out. So one thing they mentioned about the whole Ewok strategy is that Ewoks are very good early game, right? And, and it kind of represents the way that the Battle of Endor occurs is the Ewoks get the jump on the Empire and start inflicting heavy losses early. But as the battle progresses, the stormtroopers strike back, right? And they oh yeah, start taking a toll on the Ewoks. And so the way that they were mentioning on stream, Shik, Pagani, and Plummer were saying that they're designed to win struggle one as quickly as possible. But then mm. they start taking those damage and those wounds over the course of the game. And they can lose momentum very quickly. Like you have to close out the game fast or you'll probably lose in struggle three. Well, that's kind of exciting, right? Yeah, I think they said something along the lines of like they're akin to separatists, which I thought was really interesting, but they said a different flavor, right? So like we all know a good separatist player that knows their stuff, that draws Kalani early, that plays well, has a high chance of winning struggle one. But they're saying like Ewoks might be even better at that, but then like Ewoks fall off harder, right? I think Ewoks fall off harder than separatists because like Dooku's dug in. So I like that you brought that up, Amon, to frame this discussion when we talk about low gray and kind of what he does. And, you know, one of the things he does right at the top of his card and his activation, of course, his tactic is at the start of this unit's activation, each allied Ewok warrior gains hunker and may remove two damage or one condition from itself. Then each allied Ewok scout may dash. So once again, kind of like the separatist thing, but it's like healing, defensive nature and dashes just because Locre is on the table, right? Which is very thematic too. I mean, he's the old elder shaman within the group, right? No, I love it, man. Like giving hunkers, removing damage or conditions and dashing is sick. <laughs> that is Kalani on steroids. Absolutely. Because Kalani has at least a range restriction. It's huge range restriction, but this is global. 
So, I mean, this Whenever is Whenever low gray inspires or activates, man, everything mm-hmm. moves. Yeah. And this also encourages you too that like, if you're playing low gray, you need to be running all Ewoks, right? You just need to. Similar to Kalani. Like you want to run as both squads with droid support. So I think that's super cool. And continuing with that theme, I mean, Logre has the active ability of Elder's Command. Costs one force. Choose an allied Ewok supporting character within four. So it's kind of more of a Kalani thing. The chosen character may dash, then may gain a hunker, remove one condition from itself, or make a five dice attack. So this is very, very separatist looking like the tactical network for good reason. And um, I think you're going to want to do this with them as often as you can, because once again, out of activation attacks, out of activation abilities, right? Very good. It's exciting. And one thing I really want to point out as well is he only has a durability of two, right? Mall, mall territory. Yeah. Yeah. And they actually made that comparison. And they said, again, this is the whole idea is that A, Ewoks are, you know, maybe not as durable as the average human, but also plays into the design of if you take down low gray early, Mm. then it hinders that plan, right? Because the longevity of the Ewok strategy isn't very durable. I love that. That's very cool. Yeah. They did a really good job. A couple things I really want to point out. When he's not wounded, he has this innate ability. All Ewok characters within four add plus one dice to their defense rolls. So that's pretty cool. They're emboldened by him as his their shaman leader, but also like <laughs> Ewok shaman magic, right? That's good. Yeah. Oh, man. I can't wait to see Chief Chirpa, right? Because Chief Chirpa is like the chief and Logre is like the elder, right? So it's like, what are the synergies of like the chief and the elder both on the battlefield together, right? Yeah. Super exciting. And then we have secret ingredients, which is identity, which is each time an allied Ewok character wounds an enemy unit, roll an attack die. So this is a little bit of random chance here, Okay, but I guess it's the winds of magic with the shaman, right? <laughs> so on a crit or a strike, you get to refresh a force, or on a fail or expertise, each character in the attacking unit can dash. Get to those points, score those points, right? Um, also keep in mind too, Amon, you mentioned the 50 millimeter bases. You can block your opponent's ingress points. You can clog up objectives. You can block up those Sith or those Jedi that really want to get where they want to be. And be a nuisance, right? So I think this is very thematic of the Ewoks. And I can't wait to see more of what the Ewoks do in the future. But keeping that thought going, we have to talk about C-3PO, Lord of the Ewoks, and R2-D2. Yeah, and one thing I want to point out before we get into CP-3O is I think on the Leia page, when we were talking about that box, I do we just want to clarify, I don't know if we said that there were two primaries or not, but Chief Chirpa is in that box. Yeah. And he is an alternate primary. Not a secondary, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Not yeah. a secondary. Correct. But yeah, let's talk Let's talk about the Ewok Golden God. That's right. So C-3PO and R2-D2, we, we love them. Also, it's really cool that we're getting them this early, which I'm very excited about. So starting with 3PO and R2, they are a secondary unit, but they're two models on a base. They're not two separate models. So let's make that very clear. And starting off the top, we have an active ability called the Brilliant Oration. Of course, this is 3PO given his stories for one force. Choose an allied Ewok supporting unit character within range four. The chosen character may gain hunker, recover two, or make a five dice attack. So once again, more action economy, more abilities outside of activation for these supports, which is great. And keep in mind, I'm on Shatterpoint is a unique game where we get to do stuff with our supports and stuff, even when they're wounded, even when they're asleep, even when they're out of position, right? It's just different from other miniatures games, right? Where stuff is just turned off. Not the case with Shatterpoint. Exactly. And what I really love about this design is this is, I think, our first secondary unit with two stances, which is incredible, right? Incredible. At least from what we've seen. And one is Angry Trilling, which is the R2-D2 side. Of course. The stance, And then the other one is against my programming. And what I really like this plumber was saying is that, you know, CP3O is not a fighter. So his stance 
his tree on his stance is designed to represent this. So it's recover, then two recovers, then an active ability, then a disarm. And then finally, he's like, okay, fine, I'll do two damage to you. Correct. Whereas yeah. Artu is like straight murder bot at all times, you know? OG. The OG. Chopper. Oh, yeah. We love R2 so much. So, yeah, well, well said, Amon. I mean, first secondary in the game with two stances, very unique, right? And it also opens up the divine design space going forward, which I'm really hyped to see. Continue on with these character card. They have a reactive ability. R2, I'm not sure that's such a good idea. When an allied Ewok character or a, a Rebel Alliance unit begins its activation within range five, this unit may use this ability. The activating unit may remove any number of conditions from itself. Then that unit suffers damage equal to each condition they removed after the first. This is really cool, Alon. This is like, this seems like our first wholly support ability in the game we've seen. It's like just strictly 100% support. Like you always want to have these guys in position as a bubble for your whole team. Yeah, I mean, range five is huge, right? Right. So much flexibility in terms of where you're positioning your units. And then the fact that worst case scenario for free, you can just remove one condition. Or trade that condition for a damage, which you just in some it. instances can be insane. I will always take a damage over expose. Yeah. <laughs> or disarm if I'm really trying to hit hard. Or strain, which is more yeah, damage. All of them. <laughs> or pin. <laughs> <laughs> all of them. So 3B on R2 are bringing a lot here. But keeping with their like theme and what they're doing, there is this like awesome support unit that's a secondary. They have two innate abilities. They have divine influence. While this unit's active stance is against my programming, that's of course the 3PO stance. Allied Ewok scout units within range four of this unit have scale. And while this unit's active stance is angry trilling, Ewok warrior units within range four have steadfast. So Amon, it's making you choose between the two Ewok units, which one's better at this given time, which one's doing what. And keeping that thought going before we discuss this, we have goodness gracious me, one of 3PO's greatest quotes. While one or more allied Ewok units that are not wounded are within three, characters in this unit cannot be targeted by ranged attacks. So bodyguard and all Ewoks. So they're protecting their God. <laughs> that's right. That's right. And also it's great because like you're getting this R2. I'm not sure this is such a great idea ability off the whole game. And you're getting the, the bubble for the Ewoks off the divine influence bubble. Right. I find this so interesting. I'm on because of course we have abilities in the game, like Mace's engagement, which buffs your whole team, right. Within a certain range, but like to see a secondary be like a pure support piece. It's so cool. And I always love to see, R2 and 3P on every miniatures game I ever play because they always do something cool. They always do something that's important, but they don't do damage, right? They just, they they buff your team in a unique way. And this is a really cool way to do it in Shatterpoint. I'm super hyped. And of course, they have the Droid and Rebel Alliance tags, which is also very cool for future-proofing. Yeah, and it's interesting is they don't have Ewok, right? Obviously, they're not Ewoks, but sure. you would maybe think that they would be affiliated with that faction. But I do like how at the end of the day, Without that tag, this is still a very clear Ewok unit. Yeah, for sure. This is 3PO the Golden God, for sure. And it makes you really think a lot about what you want to do. And I love the flexibility behind Divine Influence. I think this is a fantastic design. Shout out again to Plumber, Pagani, and Shik. I mean, they crushed it. They killed it. Well, that's all for Ewoks, Amon. We got to move on to the dark side, specifically the first instance of the Empire in the game, right? So we're finally seeing like what the Rebels and Empire bring into Shatterpoint through this mini extravaganza, which is incredible. Rebel and Empire players rejoice, but let's get right into the Empire and like lay the groundwork for this Galactic Empire. Yeah, so I really like these miniatures. I think they look really good. Mm-hmm. I do love how the sergeant or the captain is 
literally they mentioned they looked at a still from the movie and were like, we're going to make that exact scene, that exact pose from the still. Nice. And I must say, even though it's a little static, I love it. it. Looks great. Oh yeah, he's on Tatooine. He's looking for the droids, right? Yeah, he is. Yeah. And then of course the stormtroopers look great. You know, you have one shooting from the hip, one aiming a little bit. Vader looks cool. I will say, I think that cape is a little extra. I like extra though. I mean, Shatterpoint's got a lot of extra, so that's my defense there. But fair, fair. He's fully in combat, right? But I mean, come on, Vader is extra. Come on. No, I get that, but I yeah. also think like, why is his cape so just? Looks like Batman gliding down, right? Fair. Yeah. I mean, Vader I might loves try to, to make a heat gun to it. Vader m- loves to make an entrance, right? And that's what he's doing here. But yeah, I got you. Also, Vader's in a two-hand stance. Anytime Vader goes to two-hand stance, I mean, he means business because now playtime's over and he actually is like, oh, this is a worthy opponent. He, knows, he only does it a couple times. One time against Obi-Wan, the Kenobi show, and then one time against Luke. And that's when he's going full uh, Jim So, of course. Like he's like- Dark oh. rage. Like he's like, I got- well, he's like, he's like, I have to focus. I'm not doing, oh, yeah. I'm not doing the one hand thing where I'm just like playing with them, you know? So it's very good. Well, let's talk about Vader, right? So let's do it. This is Vader number two. Yeah. Darth Vader, the Emperor's servant. So what I really like <laughs> is they pulled this comparison between both Jedi Hunter and Emperor's servant versions of Vader. Mm-hmm. And so we can see some similarities and some differences, right? So we have that same rule where it cannot be included in the strike team with Anakin because they are the same person. Yep. Both are seven strike points in terms of what they offer with list building. But interestingly, in terms of the era, this one is strictly Age of Rebellion. And then also, he brings three force instead of four. Well said. Yeah. And same health pool, right? Same stamina, same durability. Age of Rebellion only, though. That makes a lot of sense thematically, but more limiting. It is, but I think it's cool because what this allows you to do, right, is Jedi Hunter Vader also has the Galactic Empire tag. But this Vader, Emperor's Servant, does not have Inquisitoria. So different timelines, right? Inquisitorias didn't exist by right. this point in the Star Wars canon. But I just like how you can pick your Vader and go. And you can insert both the Stormtrooper Sergeant and the Stormtroopers with either Vader and have a great time. Well said. Absolutely. So let's get into this Vader, Amon. I know you want to talk about Vader being the Vader player you are. Let's talk about how many more abilities he has, but also just how he's different from Jedi Hunter Vader. Dude, he's so different. So yeah. obviously... I feel like Jedi Hunter Vader is more of a force multiplier with that identity. Yes. This Vader is a very selfish Vader. He is just, I have earned my reputation. I am notorious. Don't mess with me. Did you look at me funny? Force choke, you know? Mm -hmm. Like, he does not care about anybody except, I guess, himself and what the Emperor is telling him to do. And you kind of feel that here Yeah, with these abilities, right? So you don't know the power of the dark side. It's so tempting to not do it with that voice. I almost did it, yeah. Yeah. yeah, me too. Save for the episode. The, yeah, <laughs> that's right. At the start of this unit's activation, you can just remove two damage or a condition from itself, then refresh a force. Yeah, so the force issue, we're, we're already like, okay, maybe he has four force, right? Like, yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's more than that. It tracks to more over the course of the game. It tracks right? to more plus more recovers, right? Like his yeah, version well, of recover. Exactly. But you look at the identity, which I guess we'll just jump to it now because yeah. this isn't a good normal episode. You cannot hide forever. So at the end of his activation, if he did not wound an enemy unit during his activation, and if his card is not in the order deck, which means this does not work with a shatter point, or in reserve, shuffle the order card back into your order deck. So you activate Vader, you get the free force force refresh, and then if he doesn't wound, maybe you have a suboptimal turn with your like big boy, put him back in the deck. And then he can go again. He gets to refresh another force when you draw him again, right? And it's really cool because 
It's a double-edged saber, if you will. You are reducing or slowing down your ability to refresh force and then go through your deck so your opponent could maybe have some suboptimal turns that are okay because at the end of the day, you still have to go through your whole deck again. It's our first instance of that, right? Like of like being behind from your opponent. Like you're you're intentionally choosing to be behind, right? Because we're very used to now in the game, Amon, where it's like either you went first or I went first, whatever, it doesn't matter. But when we go that sequence of turns where one of us gets to our end of our deck and the other one gets takes our turn, we both have refreshed our deck. We both have refreshed our force, right? That's been turned on its head. Once again, it's another rules thing that's changed with this Vader, but for good purpose, you're getting to go with Vader extra times and break rules. Yeah. And keep in mind that this is not a choice. You have to do it. Good call out. Absolutely. Yeah. So he needs to satiate that dark side kill. Yeah. And then of course, obviously we have some amazing abilities with, I guess my favorite here is perhaps I can find new ways to motivate them. Mm. When Vader wounds an enemy unit, he can make another Empire character dash. That's good too. It just doubles down on him killing stuff. It does. Yeah. And just makes all your supports better, right? Because in a way, you're kind of like everything around Vader could be weaker, right? Because of his cost and because of like the way you're kind of playing this card ability, right? Making him really selfish. But this kind of helps them catch up to the fight, quite literally catch up to the conflict, right? As Vader's pushing in, pushing in. Now, one thing I will say is that this is not as mobile of a Vader as Jedi Hunter Vader. Jedi Hunter gets that advance and then adds to add two damage to the pool. Theme is right. Theme is similar. He gets to dash and he gets to add three dice to the pool instead of two damage, which is exciting. But Oh, I just mean theme is right. Like during the Rebellion era, he's definitely slower and he just doesn't care. Oh yeah. He's, he's implacable and advanced. Yeah. Yeah. Like this this like new Vader that used to be Anakin, he's still got something to prove and he he's dashing in to kill Jedi, but this Vader's older wiser and he just walks into battles and doesn't even turn on his saber half the time right that's true he just yeah or reva that's right yeah just like hoth like he's walking in a hoth when they're storming the rebel base he doesn't have a saber out why does he need it out right like he's so it's good it's very empire it is but i also think that i like that this allows you to provide a advantage for your opponent as well there's a little bit more balance here yeah because if you roll a fail like you know you're rolling three dice let's assume Right. In theory, it's 10. You don't know. Sure. But compared to current Vader, then you're more very likely to roll a fail. And then Vader gets exposed afterwards. So Vader gets easier to take down. Again, we don't know what his defenses look like. But man, this is just a very exciting Vader. I think one of our patrons, Emperor Kevin, he was over the moon. And it's very exciting to just see him see Return of the Jedi Vader. And what they mentioned as well is that over the course of the movies, Vader has his probes tucked in and then tucked out. Oh, I'm very familiar, Mon. I know. We'll talk about it in the episode. Oh, <laughs> absolutely. But they're providing a two-torso option. Sick. So you can pick whichever one you want. Yeah. So, wow. Okay. Yeah. So are you like New Hope Vader? Are you Empire Vader? And Return of the Jedi Vader? Man, nice. Also, you know, Shadow while we're here, because you guys know I did in the last Vader episode, this Vader will not have red eyes. The New Hope, Rogue One Vader, our Jedi Hunter Vader has the red eyes, right? But Empire Onward, Black Eyes Vader, right? So this is the Empire Onward Vader, you know, like the commander on the field, right? So when you're hobbying this Vader, go black lenses, right? Yeah. So for sure. Also can Does distinguish your mini silver metal plate. Of course. On his always. Page? Yeah. Always insane, right? That silver, it'll break your brain. I know I know I brought it up on our Vader episode. And if you haven't heard it, definitely check it out on the podcast feed, but you can never not see the asymmetry on Vader after that point onward, right? It, it's it's a film thing, you know? 
it, it makes the lighting better and the the angles look right. So it's crazy though, right? That he has more silver on one side of the helmet. So, but yeah, definitely the tucked in is different and the lights are different. And of course, as the budget went on, Vader's belt and lights got a little bit better too, right? So they just look nicer and there's more buttons. So that's important. Um, good stuff. In my head canon, it's like he's his mechanical parts are failing over time. Oh, so yeah. he needs more support, right? The canon is good, Amon. And of course, like when when Palpatine's like lightning Vader, you can pause it. And you can see the lightning going through Vader's skull into his like metal parts. And that's why it like hurts so bad and why it kills him. Spoilers. But I mean, spoilers. But I mean, it's like <laughs> if your body has robotic parts and entire section of your body that are made out of metal, of course, like electricity is really going to do a number on, you know, the parts that are organic, right? Which is really rough. But um, we love Vader here. I mean, he's the greatest villain in all history, right? We all know it. And um, of course, I'm on, you know, I just love the lore too of like Vader's chest piece and how that's what Anakin wears during the Clone Wars. It always gets me every time that Anakin wears that during the Clone Wars. It's just a little nod and you're like, oh, that's kind of sinister, you know, but it's also like thematic. He's like, I want to wear what I wore during the Clone Wars again with the cape over it. A little bit more dramatic, right? Same with his lightsaber, right? Of course. Almost the same, Almost a little bit more dramatic. Yeah. Rebuilt it, made it darker, more black, you know, good stuff. This is exciting. I mean, it's going to lay the groundwork of Empire going forward. And speaking of laying the groundwork of Empire, we don't know what the Stormtroopers do, but we know what the Stormtrooper Sergeant looks like. Yeah. And what I really like about him is that he's three points. So whereas... Pawns for Empire. Yeah. He's like pawns for Empire. Because if you look at most other units, it's secondaries four, and then the support is three, like with, uh, with Anakin, right? The 501st are three and Rex is four. But here we get the opposite, which is cool. Because it allows you to flex a little bit with your list building, and hopefully as we get more Empire units over the course of the game, we can see some really neat things happen. But Our second three in the game, too, right? In that slot, which is unique. Exactly. And he has nine stamina, which is a lot for a three-pointer. He means business. He means business. I will say, I do think that I like the fact that the artwork has the black pauldron versus the mini painted as orange, because that is both canon, but I do like how it kind of blends in better in the palette. I don't know if it's like an artistic choice, but I enjoy it. No, I like it. I, I, the black is correct, canon-wise. I mean, not that the orange is not a Stormtrooper of stature. It certainly is, right? But he's one step down in theory, so very cool. Yeah, I just love these sand, the Sand Trooper look, like the, the pauldron, you know, that whole thing. I'm into it. Now let's talk about this character briefly, Amon, before we move on to more Empire stuff and more Scoundrel stuff. Yeah, so... Off the rip, we have a tactics ability, inexorable advance. At the start of this unit's activation, you can choose a Galactic Empire supporting unit. So keep in mind, okay, Inquisitorious, fifth brother, fourth sister, they're also Galactic Empire as well. Silly. So you're getting some of that synergy there. And that character in the chosen unit can advance. Then if any characters advance, they suffer damage. So it's like one of the things they mentioned about Empire as a whole concept is that Empire units will take damage to do things. Okay. Right? Because Thematic. they're being forced to do it. It's like you're a cog in the machine. I'm going to go tell you to do it. If you don't, there will be consequences, right? There's a high standard that the Empire, this ruthlessness that it lives by as well. So I really do enjoy that. But this is the first thing I thought of when I saw this. I was like, great. My fifth brother gets to advance. <laughs> so silly. Oh, I put him on a point with one model. Now he's winning at a, at a left field, right? So yeah, I'd keep you thing with this empire thing. We have an active ability called Imperial Firepower, costs one force. Choose an enemy character within four 
of two or more allied Galactic Empire characters, chosen character gains pinned or disarm. Yeah. And again, one thing they mentioned on stream is that obviously people get a lot of jokes about stormtroopers being terrible shots, but obviously plot armor and then force armor, right? Like yeah. they're high in the force. They may be able to dodge or naturally the force will guide them away. The from heroes the trajectory. are safe. From they're the heroes, but not rebel troopers, yeah. not, not people down the tiers. Stormtroopers get those people. Exactly. And so outside of Luke, Han, Leia, the droids and Chewbacca, like people are getting nailed, right? Left, right, and center. And so they really wanted to represent this in the game, which I love, again, that they're taking them seriously for the threat they truly were. And the fact that you're able to like, you know, throw down conditions, I think is really neat. Oh, Stormtroopers are very precise. They say it in the film. It's canon. I mean, Obi-Wan says it to Luke. When Luke finds all the Jawas murdered and he's like, oh, Tuscans did this. And Obi-Wan's like, no, look at these blast marks. Only Stormtroopers are this precise. Tuscans are not this precise. So it's just the heroes and the four sensitive heroes in particular that have the plot armor, right? As they should. They're the As heroes they of our fantasy story. So, And you had a great segue here because the Stormtrooper Sergeant has an innate ability called only Imperial Stormtroopers. Thank you, Obi-Wan. so precise. <laughs> That's right. And he always has Sharpshooter 1. Very good. Yeah, it just gives him a little bit of consistency with his dice, lets him throw more stuff. Keep in mind, though, you still have to take the focus action. I always say it, but it's important to say it. It still takes an action to turn this ability on. That is true. And what I really like, the last part here is this coordinated offensive. Mm-hmm. So we've talked about Vader being a very selfish character, right? Like he's just doing his own thing. He has his own personal agenda. He's looking for Luke or trying to kill somebody. But this Stormtrooper Sergeant kind of takes the role of this force multiplier. And this reactive ability is whenever a character in this unit or another allied Stormtrooper unit makes an attack as part of a combat action before dice are rolled, he can use this ability and you can add one dice to the attack roll for each Stormtrooper unit other than the attacking unit that is within five and has line of sight to the target. That's him too. So he can trigger it as well. Mm-hmm. That is awesome. He's like marking the targets and making all the Stormtroopers shoot better, right? That's sick. Also force multiplier. Like you said, Amon, if we ever get something like Scout Troopers or Snow Troopers or one of these other troopers in the game, in theory, if they have the Stormtrooper tag, he's always around. He can make them better. Maybe. Yeah, it's cool. I mean, it's great synergy. Great longevity and great use out of, you know, you spend 50 bucks on a box and you can use your Stormtrooper Sergeant for years. I love it. In theory. It's very good. It's awesome. Well, let's move on. I'm on to some exciting scum and villainy stuff. But before that, the Sabotage Showdown map pack was like announced. And like all this aside, I'm so happy because I've been, you know, an AMG fan for so many years and a content creator for so many years. And the fact that AMG is straight off the gate saying with Shatterpoint, you can buy the next map pack just in a box, a map pack box, get it, start playing with it right away. You don't have to buy a certain character or a certain corset or whatever, right? You just get this. And I think that's a very awesome choice from them and a very, I don't know, I think it's very pragmatic for the community, right? Because maybe someone doesn't play Empire, right? And it, originally, maybe they might have thrown an Empire box or something, right? I know this because I played Marvel Christ Protocol. In the early days, and it's like you had to buy Star-Lord to get the next pack, right? Right. And maybe if you didn't want to play Guardians, you'd have to buy Star-Lord. So now you can just buy this box. And I'm on with this box. We get new shapes, new deployments, deployments as in where the objectives show up, right? And um, I'm excited to see what this means. <laughs> There's a couple of things that are legible here, but the rest are kind of hidden behind text and pictures. But I mean, it's not shifting priorities. Yeah, and to be fair, like I enjoy shifting priorities quite a bit. So Same. I don't know if it's too early or too late, but I have seen some people complain. So 
I'm very glad that they announced it. They did give a date for this one, November 3rd. So that's just right around the corner. That's pretty good, right? right? Six weeks away. And we're going to have a new mission pack to play with. I love how they mentioned there's this is like the donut of death or death donut because it's a giant circle. And so this is more combat oriented, excuse me, mission pack. And what I am really interested about this is that they mentioned on stream and you can kind of see it legible here on one of the cards, it has a tactics ability called press forward. And what this means is that if a character is chosen with the Shatterpoint card at the start of that character's activation, each character in the unit may dash. I love that. That's crazy. And a good way. It's awesome. And another thing is that if you look at shifting priorities, each objective is range five away. Yeah. But just by looking at some of the shapes here, and it does indicate the ranges, if you do the math, if you know how long each range tool is, they're actually all 4.5 away from one another. So a lot closer, you can get a lot tighter. And if you're trying to murder the enemy team, Sabotage Showdown might be your mission pack of choice. And now it's really interesting because being primary player matters because in the game so far, I'm always hoping I lose priority because I get to score first, which means if I score two on my turn and you score two on your second turn, you just made it even. Yeah. So you have to score more than me to win the round and in the struggle, right? And in this one, now if I win priority and I'm the murder team, then I get to pick my mission pack and you don't get to play shifting priorities. Maybe you're more of a control team. Yep. And then now I'm going to put the smack down on you. So that priority Oof. role matters so much more. And I think that's the most important aspect of this that maybe people aren't really talking about. Yeah, an exciting part too, right? Because now it's going to open up the game in a very different way like that we haven't seen yet just quite frankly, right? We're always kind of playing the same missions with different teams, but now we're playing different missions with different teams, right? So like the layers and interactions are going to be so complex and different. Shout out to this art too, Mon, of course, Hondo and his his pet, Pick Mukmuk, running away from the Separatists, which is great. Battle droids and Magna Guards chasing him. <laughs> but also you mentioned on the 3rd of November, right? This comes out. It's exactly five months since the game's launch. And I wonder if this is going to be a theme for AMG going forward every four, five, six, seven months, whatever it is, they drop a new pack. But I just, the dates are lined up, right? Which is great as well. So I think it's very inspired and I'm very excited about it because this already adds an element of, like you said, Amon, we play the same list we've been playing for a while. We play this mission, different game. Like if I play an Obi-Wan list that I'm very familiar with on this mission pack, it's a different version of the Obi-Wan list, right? Like I, what's going on? Like everything's tighter together. There's some tactics abilities that I'm not ready for. Very cool. Very cool. And also, again, it's just so interesting because if you want to like build a premiere list, now you have to take into account for different mission shapes, right? So oh, incredible. It's It blows the game up wide open. And it's interesting that one mission pack brings so much change to the way that we think and we think about characters because, you know, maybe you're down on a character like Aura, right? Maybe she's just not doing enough for you. But then now maybe you're in this environment where it's like, well, maybe Aura's really good in this donut, right? I like it. I like it a lot. We'll move it on. On Of course, with this art, we jump right into Hondo again. Hondo in the game, which is incredible. Hondo is a primary with his pet Pick Muck Muck, which I absolutely love. And then we've got his Weequay Sergeant as a secondary. And then we've got Weequay Guards, Pirates as the supports. First of all, shout out where shout out is due. I love that these guys are had different basing and different things going on their bases. So the weak weight guards, let's talk about them. So we've got 
one guy holding the Kamotomo, which is like the special safe we see in Star Wars a lot, right? Which we saw in Mandalorian, which of course goes all the way back to Empire Strikes Back with Wilro Hood, a man running out of Cloud City with this Kamotomo, which was an ice cream maker from the 80s, right? <laughs> and and we never knew what it was except an ice cream maker, but now we know it's actually like a safe. It's like a, a personal safe, which is great, but was an ice cream maker initially. And then we've got like the classic Star Wars cash crates on the bases as well. Like I said, Hondo looks great. He's just laughing. He's having a good time. And um, I'm really excited to see what this group does. Do they have the scoundrel keyword? Do they have the bounty hunter keyword? Do they have something else? Time will tell. Yeah, actually, they did mention that if you want to play with more bounty hunters or scoundrels, of course. they gave an example of playing a Cad Hondo list, and they mentioned that you're low on force, so I'm not sure what that means, sure. but maybe he's two, maybe he's three. But this is supposed to represent Hondo at the height of his piracy powers, mm. and so take that as you will. You know, They didn't really give too many spoilers, but they mentioned that playing this and CAD together was a ton of fun. So I'm excited for that. Well, speaking of a ton of fun, let's move on to the next shot that they gave us, which was more bounty hunters. Our, one of our favorite bounty hunters in the game thus far, the Mandalorian, Din, Dejarin, and Grogu as a primary. And then we have Grief Karga and IG-11 supporting him in the box. Yeah, this is super exciting, obviously. So what they mentioned many times now publicly is that this miniature and I guess the Mandalorian team yeah. or unit yeah. was their proof of concept to see if they could make a good game. And I'm sure LFL had to make you know approvals and things like that. So I really like how we're getting season one, what it looks like, Mando. For sure. So he's got the rifle. You know, he doesn't have the dark saber yet. He doesn't have the spear. You know, we've got Grogu kind of rolling in his little crate. I love how it's attached to his like cape and arm. Oh, so good. it looks like it's floating. We don't need any of those invisible flight stands. Adore it. And then. Grief looks great, man. I mean, really looks like the actor. They did a really in good job. In the style, right? Carl Weathers in this Clone Wars animation style, right? which is very cool. And uh, IG-11, you know, you guys know I love him. Taika playing him. He's shooting behind his back, which is very evocative of the character. And I hope we get to see that he plays like in the game where he can like shoot around him in different ways or maybe do extra damage around him because that's how he fights in the show, right? So really excited and i'm really excited to see like grogu part of din's base that was always important to me because i think a lot of people in the community were saying like oh is grogu going to be a support or something and i was thinking surely not right like i i think he's too important to to din like i feel like he's with din just thematically and may, like what does that look like on his card time will tell yeah exactly i'm I'm sure very similar to the way that cp3o and r2d2 have been paired together yeah there may be something there. One thing that they did mention, and you can tell from the the image on the screen, is that IG Eleven. They mentioned he's huge. Yeah, like he's very tall. He's like a seven foot tall droid. droid. Is, yeah, yeah. So you can tell already that he's very tall. That's sick. But I'm looking forward to seeing him on the battlefield. Yeah, I want to see him face off against Grievous, right? So we can have tall, big characters on on the, on the table, right? So good stuff. Well, you can't have the Mandalorian and the child without having someone to try to hunt them down. Oh man. The man. Here we have Giancarlo as Moff Gideon. Looks so good with the Darksaber. What a great miniature. All of these, right? So this is like my favorite Empire stuff ever. Someone who's not a big Empire fan. I adored the Death Troopers and I adored the Dark Troopers. Um, I've got a deep history with the Dark Troopers, of course, because they're from Legends lore initially, right? And they got brought into the Mandalorian much later. And yeah, these look so good, Amon. And so 
I think this is amazing that the Death Trooper is the secondary and he's one model, right? So like the Death Trooper is so good. We only get one of them, right? Because typically we see them in groups of two or four or six in the canon. And one Death Trooper is enough. Like one Death Trooper is like a Rex is, is the way I kind of view it in my mind and the theme of the Shatterpoint, right? And um, But then we have the Dark Troopers, the supports. And I imagine they got to be strong supports, right? They're very powerful pieces in the Empire's canon right and i just love that like moff gideon is already a force by himself and you got these great supporting characters backing him up yeah absolutely and so again they didn't confirm who's the support and who's the secondary but i guess we can make the assumption right based on the historical well one just like the amount of models is kind of what i'm going off of here yeah and it looks really good man i i think honestly you know is very evocative of like the the hero pose right which is interesting because he's a villain but you know blaster up sword down cape flowing like he looks amazing he's the hero of his own story you know this he is and this gives me hope spoilers that we maybe get like a mandalorian armored moff gideon in the future that's right right. yeah completely different right where he taunt emotes before he goes out yeah spoilers but i mean also with like the mandalorian troopers as well yes right good stuff yeah he looks great but keeping this empire theme going Haman and i have to talk about one of our favorite ladies in all of star wars you know, this name was on the shortlist for my own child in my life. So Iden Versio, incredible character in Star Wars. She is coming to Star Wars Shatterpoint as a primary, one would assume, with the Inferno Squad box with Del Miko and Gideon Hask and some Inferno Squad troops. Dude, I'm so excited. So A, you know, I've mentioned this already on the pod, but if you're tuning in for the first time, especially on our YouTube of channel, course. then, you know, you could probably tell I'm some sort of Asian, right? And so my family's from India and Janina Gavaskar, who plays, um, you know, this character. Yeah, Janina's great. She's Indian as well. And so I love some representation in Star yes. Wars. I'm very excited. And this is the first instance we've seen in Shatterpoint where they brought a video game character. Yes. Into the fold. Yes, very much so. So confirmed canon. And this just gives me so much hope. You know, I'm, I'm wearing my poncho right now. That's right. That actually... um the actor uh, Montague, who plays yep. Cal Kestis, yep. he wore this at Star Wars Celebration, and someone was like, what poncho is he wearing? And we I found, found it, it on Amazon, and I got it. And so it keeps me warm at night, but uh, I hope we get Cal, double-bladed lightsaber option, hopefully. No, so good. Can't wait, man. You got your can- but this squad looks sick. Yeah, it's, it's very exciting, and I think like the huge part of the canon, this character, and like once again, I'm on, they didn't answer any questions in particular, but it's like, are Del Miko and Gideon different supports or secondaries are the inferno troops supports one would assume but Iden's definitely the primary right which is very exciting and um i know in the canon you know because i love the battlefront games love the books around it i really like del Mico, and he's an incredible sniper so to see del Mico on the table with his sniper rifle but also his e11 blaster rifle as well i want to see what that looks like in the game right like do like a full-on sniper in the game and of course Iden has her droid which i just I just love it's like floating on her shoulder. So once again, AMG killing in the sculpting. Dude, AMG is knocking it out of the park, man. I am so excited for her. And I love this stylized version, this art that they've chosen yeah. for Shatterpoint. Yeah. She looks so good, man. She looks so yeah, good. Yeah, she's a legend. And her story goes a very cool way. <laughs> but we'll talk about that another time. But yeah, so I think like once again, Amon, we, we we laid the groundwork with like Vader and Stormtroopers. And then we went like to Gideon and then we got Iden. There's like a, like a lot of empire groundwork we're laying that I assume will expand in the future. 
Hey, man, I'm a happy man. I love Empire. I think they look great. I love clone troopers because they look very similar to stormtroopers, obviously. And so I'm very excited that we're getting more options to play the game as well. I think Clone Wars is very heavily centered around dudes with lightsabers and girls with lightsabers running around and, you know, chopping things up. Yeah. But, you know, original trilogy is more about blasters. Right. So we haven't seen Shatterpoint in a gunline state yet, right? So, like, imagine if Mon and I roll up to a table, he was fighting Empire, I was fighting Rebels. Both of our primaries and our respective squads had blasters. Like, I was running like Han and Leia. He's running like Gideon and Iden, per se. And we have a gunline Shatterpoint game, right? It's very different from the Shatterpoint I think we've experienced thus far, where it's very melee focused. And I'm really excited yeah. to see what that looks like. What is, what's like the gunline Shatterpoint look like? And I think it's very obvious something like Inferno Squad is going to be very gunline inspired, right? I'm so hyped. And when he, you, when you said Gideon, I'm assuming you meant Moff Gideon, not Gideon Hask. Of course, Hask, right? of course, of course. Got to clarify that. But yeah, Gideon Hask, he's uh, probably going to be really good with Aiden. So, uh, but Del Miko's a way cooler character. So just play Del Miko. But we'll, we'll see. We'll see. Um, and I also love Amon while we're here, the Inferno Squad. They're one of my favorite looks in all the Empire because they have like the commando gear with TIE fighter pilot helmets, which is like such a unique look for the Empire. Yeah, this game, when I saw this um, pop up, I immediately went to my, my PlayStation and I downloaded Battlefield and I played, played it a couple times. It's a great story. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, and of course, okay. Aiden and the Inferno Squad were at the Battle of Endor, right? So we're all tying this together where you could like play Ewoks versus them or something, right? And it's very completely canonical, right? Yeah. And one last thing I want to point out is if you look at the character art, the droid has an exclamation point I over his that. head. So. The droid has noticed something, right? So he's given exposed. Great work, maybe or something. Time will time will tell. The theme Ooh. is right, right? So by moving on, I'm on. They did show that a new train pack is coming, which is very exciting. I'm very excited about this Womp Rat <laughs> here. Luke's about to bullseye it in his his Skyhopper, but it's a garage and it's like got a different shape, right? Yeah, I really like it actually because it allows you to have you know again this level of um, verticality in the game that we've come to love with Shatterpoint. But then also, the garage part of itself is very clear from the yeah. top looking in. Yeah, for sure. So you can move your miniatures right in, have a good time. You know, it might be a little tough, but they, I think they did a really good job of it looks wide enough to where the miniatures can walk through, get shoved off, oh, yeah. climb back on. And they said that it completely integrates with the core set terrain. Perfect. And it looks like it does as well. So I'm excited. I mean, I really like the area space that it has. We need some big So pieces. I'm already thinking about getting two. Yeah. Well said. Yeah, we, we need more pieces, right, that are bigger like this. So nothing wrong with it. And uh, the Womp Rats are awesome. Like, just that's, that's an incredible piece, right? You can put that guy on a base. You can you can build something around it if you want for some scatter. Put him on another train piece. You got options, right? So it's very cool. Gosh, it looks terrifying. They're nasty, big old rats on Tatooine, right? And, you know, Luke was, Luke was bullseyeing them with his Skyhopper. And he's like, you know, the target radius isn't bigger than a Womp Rat. So surely we can handle that, right? So two meters, six feet, some of them or less, you know, terrifying, terrifying. But we got to move on and talk about some more Rebel Alliance I'm on, which I'm obviously very excited about because you guys know I'm a big Rebel Alliance fan. And to see the Rebels in the game for the first time, cool to see the Ewoks right out the gate. Incredible, right? Like I'm going to play thematically all Ewoks. Like that's going to be something I do often, but to see our first like Rebels outside of that and how AMG is going to build on that is very cool. And to also see a bounty hunter rebel Leia out the gate is bizarre in the best way possible. I, I love it. Yeah. I first thing I noticed about this 
miniature, right? Of course, from the amazing concept of itself is the fact Love that Bausch. the tags, Bounty Hunter, so fits into all Bounty Hunter stuff. You know, we already see Cad Bane. So you can take the Cad Bane team. I love it. You can take this other Bounty Hunter team. And, you know, the the two teams themselves don't have to be in the same era, just the individual strike yep. teams. And you can run them up the board and have a good time. We obviously see Rebel Alliance. So great synergies there. Scoundrel, right? You know, if there's teams that focus more on Scoundrel over Bounty Hunter. Sure. And then Spy. First instance of Spy. Ah, so good. So much, right? This is. Yeah, like this is a very flexible unit in terms of list making. You can slot them in wherever and really enjoy what these characters can bring to the table. Well, let's clarify, the Slay is and, a secondary, right? Yeah, yeah. It says right there on her yep. card, she's a secondary yep. unit. And then Lando and Bar 2D2 right. are two different characters on two different bases who are the supporting unit. And then, of course, Primary Jedi. we've got Luke. Return of the Jedi Luke here. But four-point cost here for Leia and... Let's take a look at her card, man. She's got a tactics ability fan out at the start of this unit's activation. She or another allied spy character can reposition. Mm. Run. Kenobi 2. <laughs> yeah. You know? Like just, That's just true. like freedom of movement, right? It's very cool. Yeah. Now, one thing I want to point out is that in the art, she's holding a grenade and the miniature is also holding a grenade as well. Oh, yes. And they did say oh, yeah. that you have the option between having a character that's an arm that's holding the grenade or an arm that's not holding the grenade. They also said that there's different helmet options, like helmet off. Yeah, you can just have Leia's face Incredible. instead. Yeah, just options abound. But you got to have the thermal detonator out, right? Like, because that's what Bausch does. Like, she literally just shut Jabba's palace and is like, I want more money and opens the grenade and, like, I'll just blow everybody up. And Jabba says, This bounty hunter is my type of scum, fearless and inventive. I respect it. I'll give you more money. <laughs> you know, so it's good stuff. But, yeah, I think uh, a great start with this tactic ability. I'm on. For sure. And then I really do like low blow. So this is two force. So active ability. Obviously, we're, yep. yeah, we're, obviously it's got to be good, right? If it's worth two force. So you can choose Leia and an enemy character that she's engaged with. You can push the chosen enemy character range two away from Leia. Then you can push Leia two toward the chosen enemy character. And then after all moves are resolved, she can take a focus action. So this is really neat because. If you and an enemy character on a point, shove them off, you can still get closer to where you're contesting the point, but they're not, and you're still in combat with them, and you get a free focus action, which means you get an extra dice, right? And then this pairs perfectly with Fearless and Inventive, which is a reactive ability for one force. When you make a melee attack as part of a combat action, you can add two dice to the attack roll for each enemy character that is not wounded and engaged with one or more characters in this unit. So you can just throw Leia into like the mix shove people off points and start beating people up and win points. It's great. That staff, man, hits hard. Absolutely. And of course, closing out this Bausch Leia, we've got the innate ability. I want 50,000, no less, which she says, of course, in a tease. And when this character in this unit wounds an enemy primary unit, gain additional momentum token unless that unit's controlling player spends one force. So it's not quite Anakin Skywalker, but it shouldn't be because she's a secondary. But also, this is like a weird inverse of Anakin Skywalker and Cad Bane mixed together and it's like your opponents have to pay you right or you gain benefits I really like it actually it's very thematic and they mentioned this on the pod but people say Plummer said that he was looking on Reddit one day and someone had posted that Luke is Padme's son and Leia is Anakin's daughter so I love the fact that this is a rule that they've taken from Anakin but thrown in a bounty hunter element from Cad it's amazing it's amazing the layers, Jesse, the, the layers. layers. 
Oh, it's so good, guys. I love it. Once again, nine stamina is nice. Like for a secondary. Nine is great. And, you know, time will tell we see more of this character in the synergy with the box. But I mean, what a great start to see Bausch Leia. And like you said, Amon, I'm getting that dream I want in the game, which is all bounty hunters in one squad. And if I can make that work, I'm going to make it work and see how it fits together. We have another bounty hunter. We got plenty of bounty hunters to talk about, man. I'm excited. Also, there's some really cool lore on this character, um, Legends and Canon both, how Leia becomes Bausch. Because Bausch is like a iconic bounty hunter. What happens there, right? There's a story. Stay tuned for our show. I'm excited. I don't know the story. Good so. stuff. Well, let's go to Lando and R2-D2 inside job. Yes. So they, again, as I mentioned, two characters in one unit. Quick customization options very quickly. You can make the character similar to Boosh, um, Lando, without the mask. So you can see his face more clearly. Okay. And then R2-D2, I believe, doesn't have to have the bar. Yeah. Hmm. But why would you not do that? Yeah. Interesting. Interesting. I like to get like an additional Luke saber off of a sprue and have R2 like shooting it out. Because mm. that's what, okay, that's what cool. this R2 does. He's holding the saber the whole time, right? Inside him. So yeah, good stuff. What a shot. Yeah, what a shot. It just across the whole Sarlacc pit. Yeah, good stuff. R2 is a champion. Absolutely. But let's talk about Lando and R2 inside job. They are a three-point cost support. So very cheap, which is awesome. Once again, I'm on. We're kind of like flexing and expanding our game, which is great. We got our second instance of a three-point cost secondary today with the Stormtrooper Sergeant, and now we're getting our third, excuse me, we're getting our fourth three-point cost support, which is not very common, right? Like three-point, they're just not common. I mean, we've got like five first, Arfs, Magnus, and now Lando Nartu. And let's talk about them. So their first ability is Mingle. It's an active ability for one force. Each character in this unit may dash. If there are no enemy characters within three, each character in this unit may advance instead i love the thematicism Whoa. right of this whoa it's big it's great it's big they're trying to infiltrate they're trying to get in and then once they're in they got to blend in each right so they can't move as fast. each character it's huge it's great i mean i just i'm reading this through a clone lens right <laughs> <laughs> it's very powerful yeah i love that i love the rebel theme that these characters are sneaking around because keep in mind these guys are rebel alliance scoundrel and spy yeah and Again, like similar to his father, Luke is a very selfish character, which we'll talk about in a moment. So I do like the fact that Bausch and Lando and R2-D2 inside Job, or Bar2-D2 rather, are so interesting in the way that they're kind of like making themselves better because Luke's not going to do that. Luke's out here just trying to solo everything. I mean, fair enough, as he should. Yeah. Well, let's talk about their next ability here, reactive ability, element of surprise for a force. So when this unit makes a combat action before dice are rolled, you can add two dice to each attack roll made as part of this combat action. And then after each attack is resolved, if the attack roll contained two or more fails, you gain exposed. So I like it because, again, you're a spy, you're blending in, you come out, you strike really hard. Mm. But if your attack doesn't go as planned, well, now they know you're here, right? That's really cool. Once again, worth it. Set them up, get off a good attack, you know. But I mean, obviously, when you add more dice, there's a higher chance of fails, right? There's a higher chance of reward, as we know, further down your tree. So I, I absolutely love it. And one force seems right. It's very good. Let's move on. I'm on. They have a reactive ability called forward planning. When an allied primary unit within four or an allied secondary unit within four starts their activation, this unit may use this ability. The activating unit may remove one condition from itself. So once again, we're tying over and expanding that theme from the 3PO and R2 Ewok unit, right? Where it's like, 
if R2 is set up in a good spot, R2 is going to give your team a benefit. And I think this is very cool. I mean, this is Lando and R2 because they've been gathering intel for some time in Jabba's Palace, right? But huge on someone like Luke or Bausch, right? Massive. Yeah. And then lastly, clever disguise and ability here when this unit's order card is in the order deck or in reserve. Characters in this unit cannot be targeted by ranged attacks. That is wild. That is so good. First instance we've seen something like that in the game, right? Where it's like, you're just immune. Yeah, it's really good. And we don't know their stamina and their durability. Unfortunately, that was kind of covered up. Sure. Tactically by the marketing team. But very exciting unit here to talk about. But it gets better. It does get better, Iman. I think we've saved the best part of this box for last. Yeah. One would say. And I love, again, the art here with Mr. Jedi Knight Luke Skywalker, Return of the Jedi. I mean, to see what Luke would have looked like in this Clone Wars style art is absolutely fantastic. I adore it. I'm obsessed. Yeah. I'm, I'm just, everything about this Luke, let's talk about it. Uh, seven points I'm on, but he only brings three force. So once again, our first instance of that in the game, our expensive characters we've seen thus far, starting with Vader today was, was new, right? Where it's like only three force, right? But then we saw that Vader brought a bunch of force refreshing and getting his card back in, getting more force refreshing. Now they're saying the same with Luke. Luke's just like his father, only brings three force, but it's unusual for us at this point in the game's life cycle because we're used to the Anakins, we're used to the Dukas, we're used to the Vaders, we're used to the Maces, right? At the higher point cost, as in the more detriment to building your squad with more force, but not the case with Luke. But I don't think it matters with Luke as much because he's more of a fighter. Yeah. Well, we'll talk about the moment, but there's just one thing I noticed that kind of irks me. In the card art, he's not one of the hands is not a glove. It's it's pretty it's rough. It's rough. I'm glad you brought it up. <laughs> Did you I'm sure you noticed of immediately, course. but I just noticed yeah. that. Yeah. Well, to give the artist some credit, I mean, he does get his hand shot on Jabba's barge at one point and like opens up the glove a little bit, but still the, I would imagine some of the glove is still left, you know? Yeah, I guess you're right in that his cosmetic or prosthetic It is a hand. Is more looks like a hand, right? And it's short limitations of Hollywood back then, whereas Anakin's just like, I have a metal claw, yeah. you know? So, uh, but I mean, obviously, the lore is they both wear the glove on their hand, and it's a turning point for Luke when he beats Vader down and almost kills him. And then he sees that Vader has a robotic hand on the same arm as him, and he realizes, I'm turning into a Sith. And that's when he throws his saber away, right? So it, it's a bummer not see it, but I'm very happy to see the miniature have the gloved robotic hand, right? Very important. And can we talk about this miniature to Amon before we get into the, the card? Because that's going to be some awesome OSL on Luke's head and like shoulder area. Yeah, good luck. Yeah, good luck. Not easy, but amazing stuff. And uh, Return of the Jedi, indeed. And let's talk about Return of the Jedi. So we've got Luke, who is a Jedi Knight Luke, primary unit, Force user, Jedi, Rebel Alliance. Nothing that shocks us here, but cool to see a Jedi with another tag for once. Um, outside of Galactic Republic, or even just by themselves, just a Jedi. That's Kenobi too, right? We've got the tactic ability of Return of the Jedi, of course. At the start of this unit's activation, one character in this unit may jump and then refresh one force. So right out the gate, he is three force, but there it is. Just like Vader. Yeah, Vader's is you don't know the power of the dark side, you can remove two damage or a condition and then refresh your force. And then Luke's like, I'm just going to, you know, crazy somersault onto the thematic whatever vehicle that Jabba was yeah. on, right? That hovercraft. And then the barge. Refresh force. The barge. That's right. The pleasure barge. Yes, or pleasure barge. Yeah. And then he's got the skiffs that escort it. Yeah. yeah. Very cool. And he's also got, 
some cool what i really like about this is they both have some cool jedi stuff like vader's got an insane riposte yeah. right and then luke's got the deflect which is nice of course very jedi type move and then you can either profit by this or be destroyed for a force active ability you can choose an active objective within range two and then each enemy character contesting objective may dash then one character in this unit may dash towards the objective and make a five dice range attack. So very similar to CAD where it's like step aside, you dash and you get a disarm, step aside, or you get the expose and the strain. This one's like, you can choose to walk away or not. Either way, I'm getting a dash and I get a free five dice attack. And this is not considered an action. Which is right? massive on a character like Luke, right? Who's like, he's got a great tree, got great expertise. You do not want to give That's him five dice, trees. right? <laughs> no, you don't. And again, this harkens back to Similar to Anakin, right? Anakin double taps. Luke can potentially double tap as oh, well. So good. Yeah, absolutely. And you did mention he has deflect Mon. I love that Schick brought up in a lot of the streams over this past weekend that they made a constant conscious decision to give Jedi deflect and give Sith users repost, right? And that's like a, a thematic design choice that they're kind of kind of leaning into going forward, which I thought was very cool. Well, it just goes to show that Sith are better melee combats than Jedi. Something like that. Yeah, something like that, for sure. But yeah, it's it's very cool. And like the Jedi are always going to excel from range against those like range supports in particular, right? Which is really cool. So, but continuing on with Luke's card, we've got all these iconic lines from Return of the Jedi. I will not fight you. Costs one force. When a character in this unit is targeted with a melee attack, this unit may use this ability. After the attack is fully resolved, if the attack contained one or more fail results, one character in this unit may recover twice and then jump. He is slippery. He can be. And I, and I really like the thematicism behind this ability, but also the fact that your opponent has a thing twice when they go for Luke, right? Like if they roll a fail, Luke can maybe get away or reposition better, or set himself up for a better turn or, or maybe remove the condition that you just put on yeah. him, right? So you got to really think about what you're doing when you're going for Luke and probably the best bet is just go for him anyways because you probably want to take him down and make his abilities all more expensive but it's still neat to think about. That's very cool. One thing I also want to point out and very similar because you know his identity is called I'm a Jedi like my father before Mm me. Vader is 12 stamina Luke is 11 so not quite you know dad level but dad is also buffed by or you know bionics but he's close. Yeah no one has usurped vader yet vader is the only 12 right and anakin was 11 as well so we're kind of following the whole luke is following anakin's steps right you know when you don't have when you don't have armor and cyborg bionic elements like you said yeah 11 makes sense get the hand but not doing much (laughs) that's right so this identity is really cool jesse so when his card is in the order deck he's immunity to expose so he's gonna be hard to take down before one of the best jedi is cool for sure till you go with him and then when it's not in the order deck, he's immune to pin. Fast. Pretty nice. Pretty nice. Now, keep in mind with Luke, as we kind of said with Vader earlier, he doesn't have any like force speed or anything like that, but he's getting a free jump. So, and let's just get right to his tree, Amon, to understand his movement more, because I think his tree is going to explain a lot. Yeah. So he's got two trees here. It's form five, Gemso, and form three, Seresu. So this is a callback to Anakin and Obi-Wan. Which is amazing, amazing yep. right? Now, one thing Plummer mentioned, and I love this. This is probably my favorite fact I learned from the show, is that the shape of these trees, oh, yeah. one of them is shaped like Anakin's, and one of them is shaped like Padme's. I see it. Yeah. So you've got Anakin, Padme, and Obi-Wan, all in Luke. That's who he is, right? That is so, who he is. Incredible. Amazing. amazing. 
And both trees are really good, Amon. So let's talk about them real quick. Luke has one of the highest hitting melee attacks in the game, innately, of course, and Gemso with eight dice, which is pretty great. But on this Gemso side, similar to Anakin, five defense. But on Seresu's side, unlike Obi-Wan, and unlike Obi-2, his Seresu is a little bit harder hitting at seven, and his defenses are six on this side. So right out the gate, Luke's got some raw dice. Let's just say that. He's got raw dice. Gemso, he can deal 10 damage. Seresu, he can deal yes. eight. Pretty good. And look at the offensive expertise <laughs> on Seresu. I know. Crits. Only crits. And of course, a jump. Got a jump with this Luke. You have to jump. And I like how he has the immunity to expose before he goes because his defensive form on both stances is pretty solid. But again, better on Seresu, right? And I can see you kind of staying in Seresu most of the game just because it's still a great tree, but it gives you options. Yeah. Again, there's another jump halfway through the tree. So... Luke's jumping everywhere. Yeah, absolutely. I think you want to go to gym so when you want to like finish off targets because similar to Anakin, he can kill a lot of like supports and stuff like very early in the tree, right? Which is which is important, right? So maybe he goes gym so to remove something and he gets repositioned on that tree as well, which is huge. He also has to jump on that tree in a bunch of conditions. So that is it's business time tree, right? Because not only is Amon said it's 10 damage total, but it's more damage up front. Yeah, and this is great for his five dice attack that he gets with you can either profit by this or be destroyed, Huge. right? You know, what is that? Two two tiles in, you're getting five yeah. damage. Seems Sorry, pretty you didn't dash away. You paid for it. Absolutely. And it's really funny. I just realized this as well, the the dichotomy on his card where it's like one of them, it's like, yeah, I will destroy you. And then the next quote is, I won't yeah. fight you, you know? So pick one, Luke. <laughs> Luke's pretty intense when he showed Java's Palace, but I mean, that's what you get when you, uh, you know, the offspring of the most intense Jedi Oh, of ever. course. And I was going to say, imprison all his friends as a gangster. You know, oh, yeah. like it, it's True. just, it's game over for you. Like Chewie's in prison. Han just came out of the carbonite, but is in prison. Leia's a slave to Jabba. Just bad stuff. And 3PO and R2 are inside Job the whole time, but they're also working for Jabba. Luke's like, we're, we're shutting all that down. We're shutting all that down right now. So it's, it's good stuff. And also Luke showed up with the new saber he just built at Obi-Wan's hut. You know, he's ready. He's he's ready to test out that green. Truly is. So that does it for all the stuff that is tangible, right. right? Like that we can take a look at in terms of miniatures and their cards and everything. But we've got some more stuff on the way, which is really oh, exciting. Yeah. And so what you see on this screen is alternate art that an artist created, Chris Bjors, for your order deck. Oh, yeah. Isn't that cool? It's so cool because it's like... It's a reward for playing the game, enjoying the game a different way, right? Like, it's just, I don't know, I'm a big fan of it. And like, wanted by the Empire, come on. Well, you said reward, right? Like, these are bounty posters. <laughs> That's right. It's a great use of words here. And I love how they've very interestingly put the tactic symbol, as all order cards have, to remind you that there is a tactics ability, right? So, spoilers, but but from what we can tell here is that Kanan, Sabine, and Hera will have a tactics ability. Absolutely, which also like leans me to believe, which, you know, no stretch of the imagination here, Amon, that maybe Ezra, Chopper, and Zeb in particular are maybe the supports in these boxes, you know, like something like that. And like, these are like primaries or secondaries that have tactics, but wanted for crimes against the Empire. Come on, that's that rules. That's what the Orabesh says on these cards. And then of course you get like Kanan, Jairus's name written out and stuff. And you guys know, I mean, I think I've talked about on the show a little bit, but I mean, I'm a huge Kanan fan, like huge. And so like to see Kanan come into the game, now see his art, mm, so excited. You're a fan of any Jedi that's a brunette or, or, or like, <laughs> no, it's not a brunette, but, like, yeah. but 
but uh, darker. I hair. think why I love Kanan is the same reason Filoni designed him. Filoni said he's the cowboy Jedi, right? Like he's 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 a different type of Jedi. He's a scoundrel Jedi, right? Kanan is like this awesome mix of Luke and Han, right? I think actually to me, Kanan I think is one of the perfect examples of what it means to be. Oh, a of Jedi. course, and like as more as he goes on, he's more Han initially, right? And he becomes Jedi Master Grand Master Luke by the end, right? Grand Master Luke. My personal favorite Kanan is not this Kanan. It's the fully bearded Kanan with the blind look. Because, come on. I mean, the, the temple guard helmet with the blind. He doesn't even need to see anymore, right? Like, he's more Jedi then, right? So, I'm really curious to see what models we get with these. But maybe these are probably the models we're getting, right? Like, this era of Rebels, which is somewhere, like, in the early third of Rebels, potentially. Yeah, well, I remember when they showed the, yes, the, mini- the miniatures. miniatures. You can tell by Ezra's lightsaber that it's early yes. Rebels. He's got his blaster. He's got the blasters. blaster rifle saber. Ezra's got a lot of time to grow at that time, so very exciting. But yeah, I'm sure Sabine's going to be nuts because Sabine is nuts in the canon. She she can do it all. So she can, and you can tell also it's early Sabine with the hair yes, color as well, of course. But I'm excited for Sabine. I'm really hoping she has that Mandalorian. That's key right. Word. Let's sneak her in. Let's do it. Also, um, more rebels like groundwork for your rebel squads, right? Be- as in Rebel Alliance, because of course Hera Syndulla is going to have Rebel Alliance keyword. We kind of build around that, hopefully, and like expand on that. Yeah, I love Zeb too. So, I mean, let's get Chopper in here and just murder fools. Yeah, Chopper is going to commit war crimes on the tabletop. He's, he's going to crack skulls, of course, but uh, Chopper is is the champion. But yeah, time will tell. Maybe I can mod my Kanan to be that later year's Jedi Kanan, you know? Yeah. You could, absolutely. Yeah. And I'm sure they'll probably release one later on as so. well, hopefully. But speaking of iconic squads, we're going to go to our next teaser here this is the bad batch very cool with omega or omega depending on omega, where you're from yeah so very cool they showed this it's just art but i mean six miniatures in theory right and which way are they going to be are they going to be on the same basis like we've seen in the game are they going to be separate time will tell but i'm very excited to see the bad batch coming in general Amon. they're a big part of star wars right now and to see them this early in the game is a big deal yeah, and I love the clone look, but like the darker armored like clone look with the customization. Midpoint between clone and empire, for sure. Yeah, and you know, if you look at Bad Batch Season 2, like they get more colorful on their armor as well. It's because they're they're trying to break away. They're trying to get more, you know, away from the empire, you know? Like, um, but yeah, it's good stuff. I love all these characters, and um, I imagine they will work really well together when you lean into them as a team, right? Like, they might not be the best splashes, but time will tell. Yeah, and I really like how this is the season one yes. look that the Bad Batch yes. has, you know, because the hope here is that maybe you can play them with both Empire and yeah. Republic. Sure. They'd be a very unique unit to have both tags, like similar to that Jedi Hunter Vader. Yeah. So that could be really neat, but ultimately, um, very excited. And I'm really, I'm a big fan of Bad Batch, honestly. Like, I, it took me a while to get in that first season, but it hits. It really does hit. Yeah. Well, Star Wars is all about found family, right? And what a found family story that is. Absolutely. A bunch of misfits to get together. Very excited to see them. And then last but not least, the OG. Those eyes, man. <laughs> I get to see this picture of Chiss eyes and we got Thrawn coming to the game and perfect timing with Thrawn in Star Wars Ahsoka out right now. And also huge part of like the Star Wars canon, but of course the Rebels timeline, right? So they showed the Rebels models and now we're seeing Thrawn and you know it's all... It's all come full circle. And I'm really excited to see what Thrawn looks like on the table because, yeah, Thrawn's a legend. Absolutely. So he's that master. Yeah. So, like, what's he going to do for the Empire? Like, how good is he going to make him? And uh, 
Thrawn is someone who would pull me to the Empire, for sure. I'm a huge Thrawn fan, so. Well, yeah, I mean, that's the cool thing about being a Star Wars yeah. fan is you just, everything is cool, Oh, right? for sure. So it's just. You can play everything. Well, that's what we'll do in Chatterpoint, for sure. But, I mean, it's like Empire is like, yeah, that's that's a funny way to say it. It's like Empire is my lowest rung in all of Star Wars, but I love Star Wars so much that Empire is like probably higher than like any other fandom, right? My love of Empire. Well, it's interesting. You say Empire is so low on for your me. tier, your yes, totem pole, yes. if you will. Right. But then like, you know, Thrawn. Yes. Death Troopers, then, um, Moff Gideon. Sure. Moff Gideon, Death Troopers. Yes. You know, you just said a lot oh, of yeah. your favorite stuff today has been, you know, we have Del Mico, yeah. Mercio. Well, there's a story there. I won't spoil it, but. <laughs> no, no, no. But, yeah, but still. <laughs> you know, I you know, like, like them. These are all Empire characters. So maybe you're an Empire guy no, at heart, not. Jesse. No, certainly not. But it's not a bad thing. Embrace it. Hey, what's your favorite Empire Trooper? Go. Like type of stormtrooper. Empire trooper. Type of stormtrooper. Type of stormtrooper? Yeah. Oh, scout trooper. Okay, for probably. me it's the snowtrooper. So good answer. But I love the snowtrooper with like the, you know, the the hazard gear that keeps them warm and like the the face mask that goes all the way down seals here. Yeah. But uh, those oh, yeah. tie pilot, those Inferno squadron ones with the tie pilot helmets. Yeah. They look sick. ISB agents also look yes, really cool. Very intense. Oh man, we could get maybe Agent Callus one day. You never know. Yeah. That could be cool. And then Purge Troopers, I think, are sick. Yeah, they're kind of like the airborne clones that turned into like Empire scary troopers, right? Like the airborne clones look so. Well, the fact that they have no fear and they just run into Cal Kestis and they're like, oh, you're a Jedi? I don't care. I'll kill that's, you. It's that's sick. scary. They're a little brainwashed. So that's, uh, you know, good for them. Uh, they're very trained to take on Jedi. But, oh, man, I'm on, what, a, what a mini extravaganza this was. We kind of blitz through because we have to because there's so much, but also because. These are our first takes, and we're going to improve on these and expand on these with you guys. We're going to start list building. And to be honest, like a lot, we haven't seen a lot of trees, right, Amon, or even a lot of like full cards. AMG did the right amount. It's like, like you said, that Lando and R2, like we saw all their abilities, but not their stamina and not their tree, right? Or like the wick, the, like the Ewoks, we saw low gray, but we didn't see the, the Ewok supports, you know? So I'm really excited to see like the taste we got. <laughs> What that looks like. I mean, I'm still sitting over here, Mon. We have Plo, but we don't have Commander Wolf yet, right? Like all these things where it's like layers upon layers of like, what does this mean for the game? And I mean, we're an all-time high, right, in the game right now. This, I mean, this has to be definitively the highest point we've been in the game thus far. Dude, it's so amazing. And AMG launched their own Discord recently, and you get to subscribe to a game of your choice, or all, or all the the game, the most subscriptions. Yeah, Yeah, sure. You know, to the games that you're interested in to get notifications about and gain access to chat about. Well and the game with the most subscribes is Shatterpoint, you know? So <laughs> I'm excited. Oh, it's very exciting. Uh, it's, it's such a good time to be a Shatterpoint fan, a Star Wars fan, and get all this stuff on the table. And I'm on too. Like, we can presume that by this time next year, like, we'll have fully fleshed out Rebels and Empire in addition to the clones, Separatists, some of the Sith stuff we have going on, Jedi stuff, right? So it's like, wow, that's like absolutely insane to like, what's the game going to look like then? What's the medical look like, right? It's so exciting. I, I can't, can't wait. wait either. And I know like a lot of players are out there that were waiting a month to get in the game. And now they are because they particular might be original trilogy fans in particular Empire fans or Rebel fans. And now's the time. Jump in, buy that core box and then start buying these Rebel and Empire boxes and have fun with us. Have fun with us. Join this amazing game, this amazing community. I'm so hyped. I can't wait, man. We'll talk about the stuff on, I assume, every episode coming up, naturally. 
Absolutely. Well, I guess that does it for our first YouTube video. So thank you so much for watching us. If you're interested in hearing Jesse and I's thoughts a little bit more on Shatterpoint, you can definitely check out our podcast called Hello There. It's on all major, I guess, podcatchers or streaming platforms of choice. And if you're listening to this on the pod, then we appreciate you for being an OG listener. And man, we're we're so grateful. Oh, absolutely. You guys show up every week and that's why we work so hard on the show and why we keep showing up and putting the time in because our community is amazing, Amon. And speaking of that community, we have a wonderful community of patrons that support us. You can become a Hello There patron by going to patreon.com slash Hello There cast. If you're not familiar with Patreon, it's an opt-in monthly subscription where you choose to support artists and creators with your money, your time. And we have tiers that give you benefits and access to the Discord community and other benefits like the additional bonus podcast and bonus things, but also like you can choose the price you want. I think a lot of people message us a lot and they're like, well, the lowest tier is not quite enough, but the next tier is too high or something. And you say, well, you choose the price you want. Patreon gives you that ability. But of course, you're going to get all these things through the tier you choose. And we would love to be part of our Discord community through the Patreon. Absolutely. Well, Jesse, I think that does it, man. Yeah. It's been a great show, man. Of course, you can find us a few places online. You can find the, the show everywhere on Hello There Cast on social media. And you can find me and Amon on several places. You can find me on Twitter, Instagram, Longshanks, and Discord, all at the same place. It's at Jesse Aiken. That's J-S-S-E-E-A-K-I-N. And Amon, where can everyone find you? Yeah, you can find me on Twitter or X now at a man who games. And then I am the only Amon. This is an inside joke on the pod, but I am the only Amon like my father before Amon me. like goes to the other Amon's houses and like, you have something I want. That's right. I want you to get off Twitter and I'm the only Amon. So we'll see what happens after that. But, you know, Empire player over here, Amon, for sure. Amon plays whatever Amon That's wants. Right. And so Amon has tried to play Republic. Amon wanted to play Republic, but the competitive person inside Amon couldn't handle their lack of competition well, that they provide. Maybe Plo so. will bring it to the light. Time will tell. We'll see more of his box. Yeah. I'm a big mall guy, man. So maybe mall plow. That could be a thing. But right now in my head, it's mall and I like the theme of that. Yeah. That's a weird uh, date night and I'm into it. I'm super, super into it. it. Well, we're glad you guys joined us on this special episode where we got to go through this stuff with you guys. Initial takes. And until next time, we appreciate you listening and may the force be with you. <laughs>